Oh, great God. This is keep me free in the fire. This is keep me free in the fire. So you got to stay free even when you're in the fire. It's so easy. It's so tempting. To jump out the frying pan and into the fire. See, when you're jumping into the fire, you're calling it a wrap. It's done. You've given in. Good morning. You lost your spiritual will to survive. You've given in, see. Life will put you in the frying pan. It's up to you and your spirit to learn how to cook, how to marinate yourself. How to stir up the mixture of your spirit. The Bible says stir up the gifts, stir up the Holy Spirit. That's inside of you. You got to stir that gift up. If you don't stir it up. God does not abandon his cause. in front of it don't matter okay. I ain't tripping God does not abandon the cause see see you you, you, you got to realize that God has a purpose and I'm gonna say this too and this might sound a little off-center. God's purpose is not for you to fulfill your purpose. That's your job. God's purpose in our life is not for, for, you, for you to fulfill your purpose. I got to say that again for the back road. See, we've had this thing a little askew, and that's why we got problems with God in certain areas of our life. We go around and we think in our spirit that God is supposed to help us fulfill our purpose in life. 
Sounds like a good deal. Sounds like it makes sense to me. But if God's purpose is for you to fulfill your purpose in life, then you are the center of the purpose, not God. You want God to sign on to your purpose. You want God to intervene on your behalf for your purpose. Makes sense to me, doesn't it? See, we have to understand God doesn't think like you. God doesn't think like me. God does not think in terms of the greater good of humanity. God does not think in terms of the greater good of your life. God does not think in terms of the greater good of your existence. Now, is he concerned about those things? Yes. But does he care? God's job is not for you, for him to help you fulfill your purpose. I don't think this is sinking in. God's job is not to help you fulfill your purpose. That is not his goal. That's your job to fulfill your purpose. That's your job to find out what that purpose is and to fulfill it in your spirit, from your spirit, with your spirit, by your spirit, man, woman. Stop looking for somebody to perfect you. You have to perfect your own spiritual person. Stop looking for somebody to get you just the right way so you can blossom. That's your job for you to get yourself in the spirit. It's your job to grow up as a spiritual person, ruled by your spiritual man, not ruled by your soul, not ruled by your flesh, but ruled by your spirit. See, your spirit can sustain you, see. You can live off your spirit. People don't know that. You can survive and live off your spirit. Yes, you need food. Yes, you need air, water, all those things for the body. Yes, you need friends, entertainment, this and that for the soul. But you can live off your spirit. You got to get introduced to your spirit man person. You got to get introduced to your spirit man woman. God does not abandon his cause. Stop jumping in the fire, giving up on yourself, giving up on your spirit, giving up on your life, giving up on your mission to bring yourself under submission of the Holy Spirit. That's your mission. That's every born again believer's mission is to bring themselves under the authority of the Holy Spirit. And that's a lifelong conquest. It's the hardest thing you'll ever have to do because you have to fight with yourself to bring yourself into obedience to God's spirit. You have to fight with yourself to bring yourself under God's obedience, under the obedience of the Holy Spirit. You got to fight yourself continuously. That's the hardest individual. That's the hardest combatant. That's the hardest enemy to fight is yourself. You can fight against another man or another woman or an element or this or that, but you can't fight against yourself. 
be successful in the Holy Spirit without the submission of your spirit to his spirit and the relationship of your spirit to his spirit. You got to blossom woman. You got to blossom man as a spiritual being while you walking around in those shoes, while you walking around in that dress, while you walking around. You got to learn how to walk as a spiritual person. Now, you don't have time to wait till you get to heaven, see. You ain't got time to wait till you walk through the what they call the pearly gates. You got to learn to walk in your spiritual person now. God does not abandon a cause. God put his Holy Spirit inside of you. You're not a dilapidated building. God put his Holy Spirit inside of you. You're not a, 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 a dilapidated dwelling. God put his Holy Spirit inside of you. He put something in you. He built a tabernacle in you of the flesh and blood of his son, Jesus Christ. And he is not in the name of Jesus. He is not in the name of Jesus. He is not a slum Lord. <laughs> Our great God, the God of heaven and earth is not a slum Lord. He didn't raise you up. He didn't put his spirit in you for you to become a dilapidated building, for you to become a dilapidated in the place that no individual ever wants to live in, especially the Holy Spirit. See, the enemy got you so confused and wrapped up that the Holy Spirit is getting tired of dealing with your messed up mind. See, the Holy Spirit can get tired of dealing with your messed up thought life. See, you don't compare your thought life against the word of God. You don't compare your thought life against the word of God. You don't compare your thought life against the word of God, the way your heart works the way your mind works, the way your thinking is, born again believer, you don't match it up, you don't compare it against the word of God. That used to be a thing in the body of Christ where you just didn't read the word and said that was a nice story. You just didn't read the word and said that was a pleasant thought. You just didn't read the word to get what little moral, moral value you got out of it. In the name of Jesus, you read the word and you compared your life to it, Lord. I don't think like this, Lord. I don't talk like this, Lord. Change me exchange my life lord exchange my heart lord exchange it lord in the name of jesus exchange it so that i can change my mind in the name of jesus see sometimes god got to give you a heart transplant for you to change your mind see god got to give you he got to pull out that old raggedy heart you got that the world gave you that the experience in the world served you up he got to pull that old heart out of you that old heart of stone that old heart that can't be touched that old heart that can't be felt by the world of God that hold that turns it back on the will of the Holy Spirit in your life in the name of Jesus the Lord got to pull that heart out and give you a heart of flesh your heart of flesh a heart that can feel a heart that can feel his thoughts a heart that can feel his life a heart that can feel his feelings about you you see you got to understand god's purpose is not for you to be the best that you can be god's purpose is not for you to be the best that you can be god's purpose is not for you to fulfill your dreams god's purpose is not in your life so you can be the best that you can be and that's something that's been taught to the body of christ i'm gonna tell you what god's purpose is in your life with the holy spirit purpose in your life is to transform Transform you into the image of his son. 
to transform your mind in the image of his son's thought, to transform your mind in the image of God's work and to God's work and to Jesus Christ, his work on the earth. You see, you got to understand that Jesus Christ is the work of God on the earth. See, <laughs> and see, God's trying to transform you into his work. <laughs> God's trying to transform you into his work in the name of Jesus. See, Jesus Christ is the masterpiece of the father. See, and God is trying to transform you into his likeness transform you into his image transform you into what's in his son that's the purpose that god has in your life so when he looks at you he can't tell the difference he sees his son when he looks at you he don't see you anymore you want to disappear before your god you want to disappear before the living god see you don't want to be brazen you don't want to come and say this is what i fashioned you don't want to come before the living god and say this is what i created i this look at me now in the name of jesus see you don't want to come before the living god with that kind of spirit you want to come before the living god saying god i I don't even see myself no more. You want to talk to the Lord like I don't even know myself no more in the name of Jesus. But I know the spirit that's inside of me. I know the spirit is inside of me. I know your Holy Spirit is inside of me in the name of Jesus. Be pleased with your work. Be pleased with your handiwork. Be pleased with what you created. Be pleased with yourself, Lord. Look in the mirror and look at me and see yourself looking back in your own eyes in the name of Jesus. See, I don't have nothing else to give you but a body in the name of Jesus. I don't have nothing else to give you but a mind in the name of Jesus. I don't have nothing else to give you but my will. Oh, you wrestling, <laughs> you wrestling, you're in a wrestling match, see, everybody don't think like that, man, when the last person you ran across a thought like that, woman, where they at, where, where are all the faithful people in the land, where they at? Where are those people that have given their spirit, their heart, their mind, their soul to the Lord Jesus Christ? Where they at? Point them out in the name of Jesus. Point them out. Make them plain in the name of Jesus. Point them out. Make them plain in the name of Jesus. Point them out whoever they may be, whoever they may, wherever they may be. Point them out in the name of Jesus. We got to do something different. We got to do something worthy. We got to do something greater. Say greater works than these you will do. <laughs> come on now, bring it back around, Lord. I love it when you come full circle. He said greater works than what I'm doing, you shall do. What is the greater work? The greater work is your transformation into my image. The greater work of the born-again believer is his transformation into the image of Lord Jesus Christ. That's the greater work. See, Jesus didn't have to be transformed. He was already who he was. See, Jesus didn't have to come from a place of sin and into holiness. He was already holy. See, you got to understand your transformation. <laughs> your transformation is a miracle. You got to understand, born again believer, your born again believership is a miracle. That is the greater work. You're doing greater work than Jesus. 
by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit. The greater work is your transformation into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. God don't abandon that kind of work, see. God doesn't abandon that kind of work, see. God doesn't abandon that kind of effort in the spirit. That's a noble cause, but you know it's going to cost you everything. That's a noble cause to take up, but it's going to cost you everything. And that's why his son died on the cross to make it possible. The flesh and blood, the eternal flesh and blood to make it possible. Give you a different image than the one death gave you. Give you a different likeness than the one sin gave you. Give you a different outcome than the, than the rebellion resulted in your relationship to your father. You got to get rid of the spirit of rebellion. See, it's in the heart. got to get that rebellion out of your heart. I ain't saying about the what to do. I'm talking about the way you think. It's directly opposite to your God. And you're his child. And I'm his child. If the way I think is in many ways directly opposite from the way my father thinks, then there's something wrong with my thinking. I got a prodigal mind, see. I got a prodigal spirit, see. The prodigal spirit is always somewhere else. The prodigal spirit is always in the future. The prodigal spirit always regrets the past. The prodigal spirit is never settled where they are, see. That's why the Lord got to bring you to yourself, see. The Lord trying to get you to come to your senses, see. The Lord trying to get you to see with another set of eyes and understand that you can turn it around. Bring it back home. And say, Lord, I repent. I'm walking away from you in my mind. Lord, I repent. I'm on the path of walking to you in my heart. Lord, I repent. I, I turn away from my stubborn will. I turn away from my need to be right. I turn away from my need to be in control, Lord. And I put myself in your hands, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Show me your way. And give me the strength in my heart and the courage in my spirit to run after you. 18-minute preacher went one minute over. <laughs>